Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. This is a safe place for everyone. No matter what your faith is or isn't. Reverend Angelese Wise is our host. He firmly believes that the divine works through people every day to help us. These angels and saints are so very humble. Many of us don't know they exist or existed. Each week we explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help you faith. No matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to inspire, encourage, educate, uplift, strengthen, and heal you and your faith. So, be sure to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. How are you all doing? I so hope and pray that you all are well and blessed. Thank you all so much for being here. If this is your first time here, infinite thanks, blessings, and love for finding us. It is my deepest hope and sincerest prayer that you find everything you're looking for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast, here and more. And if you're returning, infinite thanks, blessings, and love for all of your love, support, and for being a long-time listener. So, show of hands, how many of you are ready for a good brain massage? (laughs) That's exactly what we're going to be getting into today. It's definitely going to give your brain a workout and a very good massage. So, hang on to your seats, folks. This is going to be awesome. So, long-time listeners know that a big part of this show is self-help about helping us to be all that we can be and to realize our not only our full potential, but also realize our connectedness to the divine and that the divine is us and that we are the divine and that we're co-creators and that we can create our own world. We can do pretty much anything we want and or need to do. It's just that we have to you know, have that drive in that obedience to um, know uh, the divine's will rather than our own will. And I know that's a very difficult thing, Uh, but we have to have that drive and that discipline uh, to make our lives what we want it to be. We have to have goals. We have to set goals and they have to be achievable, reasonable goals and, and set benchmarks within those goals. So we Uh, Don't get discouraged along the way that, you know, anyway, we could do another show on this and we probably we probably will. But anyway, you get my point about the show um, being of self-help and also helping you with your faith, uh, regardless of what it is or isn't in growing and evolving in this lifetime for yourself and for others. So one of the age old questions that's really never spoken of it's i guess it's kind of taboo is is suffering the origin of suffering and understanding human suffering and most of us just have suffered so much for so long it's been such a part of our life since we can remember that we don't know what life is without suffering and that we just continue to just roll right along with it or crawl along with it uh, as best we can Uh, Unfortunately for many people, um, they can't deal with it well at all and they have no faith or anything to turn to for answers or for help 
And um, unfortunately and very sadly, they ended up taking their own wives. We've seen this so often uh, with young people, with teenagers, with adults, um, and with everything we've been through in the past couple years with the pandemic and the way of the world and society and our culture and the media. It's just unfortunately, it's getting worse and worse and worse. But we can help. We can turn this around. How do we do it? We have to start with ourselves. We have to help ourselves first. We have to turn ourselves around. Then we can begin to relate to and help others. So I was talking about the brain workout and massage today, and I'm going to explain something or try to explain and share with you some things about the brain and the mind that you may not know about, uh, but will greatly, greatly help you. And it is my deepest hope and prayer that by learning these things that I'm going to be sharing with you um, about the mind and the brain and spirituality and all of that, that it will help you to become comfortable in your own skin, to love yourself and to know who and what you truly are. And if you're not comfortable in your own skin, if you find yourself that way, it is my deepest hope and prayer that through what I'm sharing today and what we always share here on the show in all of the shows that it can empower you and help you to change what you feel needs to be changed so that you become not only comfortable in your own skin, but you can help others do the very same. So last season we did a show on Bruce Lee where one of his favorite quotes was emphasized about flow like water and how he described how water can take different forms, but yet it's always water. And the same applies to us spiritually, that um, what we are is spirit and that spirit is in human form or in a human shell, husk, a vehicle, however you want, <laughs> however you, it relates to you, the easiest and the best way to describe your body. You are not your body. And we'll get into that a little bit more here in a second. But we're going to use the same analogy of water. And I, I really like this because one of the big things, especially in Catholicism, whether you're East, West, Independent, um, Orthodox, it doesn't matter. Those of you who know of the Holy Trinity, uh, of what they say is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or as I say, the divine, the Son, and Holy Spirit, you know, the three are one, but yet they're separate. They're separate, but yet the same. And a lot of people, it is very, very difficult for us to wrap our minds around and to truly understand how uh, something that is divine can be divine, it can be um, Jesus, it can be um, a Holy Spirit, it can be us, it can be you, it is us, it is you. Not that it can be, it actually is. So here is an analogy that I hope really clicks with you and you go, aha. And this is using the reference of water or the example of water. So say if I sit down in front of you, a glass of water or a cup of water, a cup of ice, and then say a cup that's sealed and there's a water cloud inside it or just a cloud, which is the same thing. 
And I say to you or ask you, what is, what are you looking at? Inevitably, ultimately, not relatively, because relatively you see water, ice, and a cloud. Ultimately, what are you seeing? Water. So in the same way we see in God or the divine, the divine, and in Jesus we see the divine, and in the Holy Spirit we see the divine. So here you have three things, but yet they are all ultimately the same. Again, we're transcending that relative state to the ultimate state. And the same applies for us. You know, who, who do you see before you? Well, this is angel, but who, who is angel? Ultimately, who is angel? Now, you got to be careful because some people say, you better not go heretical and say you're God. Well, you are. You are God and God is you. But just as Jesus and the Holy Spirit are the same but separate, so are we. And there is absolutely nothing heretical about that. It gives you that, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I understand how these three things can be yet one thing. And for those of you who are listening that are non-Christian, please stick around because this also applies to you. And I hope you can take that same water analogy and apply it to your faith um, with, with your beliefs, that whatever you believe in a higher form, a higher power, the universe, this very same thing applies. Regardless of what the labels are, the science behind it is all the very same. So how does this all pertain to the mind? Well, it greatly does, and we're going to cover that here in just a moment. We're going to also talk about overthinking versus simplicity. I mean, how many of us, I'm raising my hand, overthink things. And overthinking, what does that do? That usually gets us into trouble. Overthinking usually gets us into anxiety attacks, uh, panic attacks, suffering, um, whatever you want to label it. It's just usually 90%, if not more of the time, it just equals a bad trip. It's a bad time, and it's, it brings about suffering. So we need to learn about how we can simplify our thoughts and not overthink things and how to truly understand things. So again, going back to the water analogy, you know, if we see the divine and we start to realize that the divine is in all things and in all forms, but yet formless, that helps us to, again, start to let go a little bit, to relax a little bit and to, as they say in Christian terms, surrender, which is um, allowing the divine, the universe, whatever you want to call that, which is all that cannot be labeled God, whatever, allowing that energy to do the driving for you. It's not that you throw your hands back and you say, um, I, I give it all to them and I'm not going to do anything. On the contrary, it's it, the are empowered to do more and to exceed more and grow more because you believe and know that that divine energy, that divine power 
is fueling you and helping you that if you ask for help it will help you yes you still have to do the work but it's there with you avenues will be open doors will be open ways will be shown because you're now becoming more receptive and aware of what is ultimately real because when we're overthinking things that means we're trapped in a rut that we're trapped in a, a rut of the relative level everyday life level uh, and that's not who we are or what we are we we are in this world but we're not of this world we're uh, journey people just passing through as i've said before we're here to learn and to explore and to grow and evolve and to experience things and it's all up to us how we see how we experience how we journey what we learn or what we don't it's completely up to us so as we get into the ultimate or the divine nature of things we realize that the divine nature is nothing new nothing off the charts so to speak it's around us in us of us all the time it is just the natural flow of life and we learn to instead of fighting the current and trying to um, paddle our, our little lifeboats upstream to learning to go with the stream and navigate with the flow of the stream as we go now it's not saying that you throw up your hands and say you know what I'm done with life life just eats me alive and I'm just gonna let it do it no 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 this is on the contrary because you are fighting against the current of life the natural current of life that's why you're experiencing and suffering as you are when you understand and realize what life truly is truly should be uh, on that ultimate level you learn that you're going in the wrong direction that you if you go with the flow of the divine the natural flow of the divine and learn how to navigate as you go you know when an obstacle appears realizing what that obstacle is getting around that obstacle or working through that obstacle life just changes changes on all levels and not only will it change for you but through you it will change for all those around you and those that you come in contact with okay so next I'm going to share with you the vegan meat and potatoes of all of this how all this comes to be and where it comes from and the the science and mechanics behind it thus the brain workout and massage at the same time so for those of you who take notes at home this will be a good time to get your handy dandy notebook out and pen or pencil or preferred writing stylus um, because or your laptop or whatever um, and take notes because this is where we really start getting into the the whole core of what today's uh, lesson and sharing is all about or you can just download the episode and listen to it play it back as often as you want so there are four levels of the mind and when I say mind I'm not just referring to the brain I'm referring as well to the energy or spirit or soul as well so there's four levels of the mind and you can use the analogy of a four-speed car you know if you have a manual uh, stick shift car and you have four speeds each speed goes at a different frequency it goes 
at a different speed. And the very same applies to your mind. So the first level of mind is called objective, objective. And that is beta waves. Now these all can be measured. This is the, the whole thing I'm telling you right now is all scientifically proven, uh, based, and can be measured. And we're all about, we have to be able to see, touch, feel, hear. What's feel and touch is the same thing. <laughs> we have to have our senses involved or we don't believe it. That's why we have such a hard time believing in the ultimate um, and believing in God, believing in you know things that we can't see. And I hope the analogy of water uh, helps you to put that um, divine energy into a context that you can not only understand but believe. So there's a machine called an electroencephalograph that measures waves, um, frequencies. And so your first one is, your first level of mind is objective. And that's the beta waves are make up the ob objective mind. And the frequency of that uh, part of the mind is about 14 hertz and greater. It's very fast. It's the fastest of the frequencies in the mind. Next is sub objective and that's the alpha waves and that gets measured between 9 and 11 hertz and the subconscious is next and that's theta waves and that's between 4 and 8 hertz and then we have the superconscious which is the delta waves which is between 1 and 4 hertz vibrates very very slowly now i'm going to explain here in just a second the differences of these um, different levels of the mind, the objective, subjective, subconscious, and superconscious. Uh, but those of you who are um, followers or um, believers in what they call binaural beats, B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L, um, that's what I'm talking about here as far as the frequencies. Uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar with binaural beats, you can do a Google search or YouTube search, infinite videos, binaural beats videos on YouTube that are absolutely free. So say you want to learn how to or you need help uh, remembering things. There are actual binaural beats videos that you can listen to. And what it is, is um, it's it will play some like gentle, relaxing music and then you'll hear a, a certain sound and that sound that they're playing resonates resonates excuse me in the frequency of the mind say memory resides or where memory is and it's supposed to stimulate just that part of the brain to help you you know remember more so say uh, you're working on a, a school project for a test and you're studying you would put the binaural beats for memory on while you're studying and you know they say that by listening to this and having that frequency it triggers the frequency in your mind so everything is being remembered so when you go for your test you can recall what you studied and there's a lot of science behind it a lot of people believe in it but a lot of people poo poo on it as well so uh, it's one of those things that i urge you to give it a try and not just once but several times and see if it works for you i firmly believe in it i believe it really works and we'll explain some more here, and I believe by the end of this show, you'll believe in it as well. So once again, real quick, the objective is the beta waves, subjective is the alpha waves, subconscious is the theta waves, and superconscious is the delta waves. 
So next we have, um, you know, and again, all of these can be measured on an electroencephalograph. Um, there was a guy by the name of Edgar Casey, who was one of America's most famous American clairvoyants who lived from 1877 to 1945. And he said something very, very informative, saying that your mind is the builder and the physical is the result. So, you know, it goes back to an old Eastern saying that, you know, uh, with our mind, we, we create our thoughts and with our our thoughts, we create our world. And that's so very true. In our life is a projection from the subconscious. It's uh, what your life is and how others see it. Whatever you think of yourself comes from the conscious mind and this affects the unconscious mind. So now those four types of mind fit into two types of consciousness. The conscious mind and the unconscious mind. So the conscious mind is your ob objective and subjective mind. So objective and subjective are conscious in the conscious mind. That's your conscious mind. Your unconscious mind is the subconscious and the superconscious. So there's a little thing between the conscious and unconscious. So they don't drift from one to the other aimlessly. And that's called the critical faculty. And the critical faculty is some refer to it as a doorway or a gateway from one to the other. And it's not just that, but there's also a doorman or a bouncer or a guard that stands at that gateway or doorway that is your number one defense for your unconscious mind. So the unconscious mind again is the subconscious and the superconscious. But all of these all of these things in life, everything in life affects both. You know, like if you have a, an abusive uh, incident where you're abused or say you're attacked or something, um, that not only affects your conscious mind, but it also leaves a scar and an imprint in your unconscious mind. So although we can work through, we often work through things, incidents, abuse, um, say the attack is an example, we work through it in our conscious mind and we're not okay with it, but we've come to terms with it. We still have nightmares about it. We still remember it when we're sleeping like it was yesterday or just the thought pops up like it's happening in like a flashback. It's what, you know, like PTSD, people have these flashbacks and that's what it is, is the unconscious mind. It hasn't been resolved there. So there's two main types or forms of us as humans. We have a physical form and we have a mental form. And the physical form is an animalistic uh, form. It's for survival, seeking pleasure, and avoiding pain. That's it. That's all the physical is about and interested in. And sadly today, well, all of history, we've seen people, and you know people, who are physical. They, they live in the physical that they lust and they want, and that they're, you know, all about this relative form of 
You know, what I can see, taste, touch, smell, that's the only thing that's real for me. Nothing else exists other than what I experience and what I want and, you know, what I suffer. And, you know, again, that's that animalistic way. I mean, that's how we see people commit crimes that they do and take others' lives is they're acting out of, of an animalistic way. They're acting in a physical way. They're not acting on a mental, um, ultimate way. So what about the mental way? Mental is spiritual. It's very deep. It's contemplative. It's seeking communion with the divine through experiences. Um, a great example is the story of the little soul and the sun. If you haven't heard it, go back to season two. We did an episode on it. You can also go to Father Mike Cantor's podcast. He did a show on it or just do a Google search, uh, the little soul and the sun, and it's there. Um, that is us at the mental level is that it's the mental level is very spiritual. It's the ultimate. It's op operating on that ultimate frequency. And so all that we're talking about here in the show with our self-help shows that we've had since the beginning and always will have on this show and everything that the, the great masters, sages, prophets, saints, um, and all of what your faith the sacred text of your faith point to is about us making that switch from being physical beings, that animalistic survival, you know, just surviving, seeking pleasure and avoiding pain to mental, to being, to operating from the, we're already both anyway. It's just a matter of what you operate from. You know, like I've always said about, we need to start operating from our heart instead of our head. And that's what this is about. The head is physical. The heart is the mental. And we just have to change our perspectives. We have to change um, how we see and experience these things. And the whole analogy of the water can really come into play here to help you to understand and to see and to realize the ultimate, the divine in everything. And that there's so much more to life if you're operating in the physical or from the physical i mean excuse me go back <laughs> no from the mental if as long as you're operating and experiencing from the mental there's so much more to life than there is in the physical because the physical is just about survival about seeking pleasure and avoiding pain but the me mental is all about going very deep it's being contem contemplative uh, yeah i almost said contemplative um in seeking communion with the divine, which is what we all truly and naturally are. So when you're operating uh, from the awareness of the mental part of you, that spiritual part, people are more loving, they're more giving, they're more caring, they're more focused on the spiritual, not just in themselves, but also when you interact with other people, you don't, you're not instantly drawn towards them physically and what they're, you know, your mind's already judging them because of how they look physically, um, how they speak, how they act, what they are or aren't to you. You do not see the physical. You see what they are spiritually and you connect with them on a spiritual level. However, when you are more focused on the physical, there's never enough of anything. We always want and or need more, more and more. 
We're never satisfied with what we have or who we have in our lives. Um, and we just strive and want more. You know, we want that new car. So we go into more debt than we should and get that car. And then once we get the car, we start getting the bills and we get the increased insurance bills and we drive the car for about a month and get tired of it. And we're like, this is ridiculous. I, I don't even know why I got this in the first place. It never scratches the itch that you have. You are always itchy. <laughs> you always want more. And when you ob obtain what you feel you wanted, it doesn't fill the what? Not only does it not scratch the itch, but it doesn't fill the void. And that's what it is. We feel we have this emptiness or a void inside of us that um, needs to be filled. And we fill it with things. We don't fill it spiritually, which spiritually filling something is the ultimate way of filling something. And it's the everlasting way of filling that void. So we all know people who we judge as making wrong mistakes. You know, he or she, the friend, um, gets in a bad relationship one after the other. They either attract the bad boys or the bad girls or both. And um, they just keep complaining about, you know, he or she says this or does that. And they treat me this way or that way. And you're like, hey, you just got out of a relationship with so-and-so. And the same thing happened there, but now you're... You're going to this and the same thing's happening. These are people who are operating from the physical. They're physically attracted to somebody. And then once they get into that relationship, it's not what they wanted. It's not filling that void. It's not scratching that itch for either one. So the two people do what? They start to try to change and mold the other into what they want but they don't know quite what they want and what they want changes from day to day. We talked about this a little bit on last week's show. I gave so many te teasers for this show uh, on the Father Henry Nowen episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. Great episode. And again, this is the reason why so many relationships don't work out. It's because people get together and they fall in love with what they see and what they believe they are experiencing. They're not necessarily falling in love with the person that's there and who they are and how they are. So you're attracted to them physically. And then once the two get together, they that physical changes when you get to see all the scars and bruises and warts and everything of a person and how they are in everyday life instead of the person that they present to you say while you're dating or while you're engaged or something like that you finally get to see the real person and it's not what you signed up for you signed up for something else so the two people which it's usually reciprocated because the other one's probably feeling the same as as you and the two begin to try to change each other into what they want but again as i said neither one quite knows what they want and what they think they want changes from day to day and Thus, the relationship is doomed because neither person can see each other for who or what they truly are and get together and work together and live together and have a relationship together in that ultimate wavelength and that, you know, 
getting out of that physical and, and getting into from the conscious to the unconscious, or from the physical to the mental. And another way to explain getting stuck in the physical, the animalistic way, is the law of scarcity. See, this, this is all scientifically documented, folks. The law of scarce, scarcity, excuse me, says that you never have enough. You're always wanting more, and you're always competing for more. This involves a winner and loser every time. So we've all experienced both, being a winner and a loser. When we win, it brings guilt for those of us who have a conscience. <laughs> and when we lose, it brings shame. It not only brings shame to us, but it brings shame to our unconscious mind. See, so this is how one affects the other. We then feel we need to be punished in some way. You know, I ran that 5K and I didn't make it or I didn't win or I didn't come in top three. I didn't come in the top five. I didn't come in the top 10. And then we go through this whole abusive melee in our mind. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical abuse. It can be mental abuse, which can be even more detrimental is that we're constantly beating ourselves up in our minds. I'm stupid. I'm ignorant. Um, I'm a failure. You see how all of this poison starts and it just spreads and grows, you know, and all of this brings pain and suffering. But from the mental side, there's also kind of a byproduct, so to speak. It's called the law of the universe. And when you start operating from the ultimate, from the mental from the spiritual, you're living more spiritually, living more from an ultimate level, that brings about a feeling of infinite abundance. But the important thing is when you're feeling that infinite abundance, like you're just bursting at the seams, like we talked about last week with Father Henry now, and just bursting at the seams with the Holy Spirit flowing through him that flows through each and every one of us, and you can label it whatever you want to label it, but it's there. That energy is there to be experienced. But it can be so overwhelming. And how did Father Henry handle that? Exactly how we should handle that. When we have that feeling of abundance, share it. Share it with others. Share it with as many people as possible. And you don't have to be preachy, shoving Bibles in people's hands or hitting them over the head with them or whatever people do with them. It's helping people where they are, being there for them, being supportive, being loving, you know, helping that person at the grocery store, helping your neighbor get their trash cans to the curb and back, you know, asking them when you're on your way to the store if they need anything or, you know, just constantly doing good for other people. And it's little things. I'm not saying go out of your way. In fact, it's everything is there before our noses always we just don't see them because we're all the time working from the physical and we're just busy 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 focus on me mine and i or i me and mine however you want to look at it but we're just focused on ourselves we're not focused on anybody else we don't see anybody than ourselves and what if we do see someone instantly it's like what can that person do for me how do they serve a purpose for me? And if they don't serve a purpose for me, then I just completely ignore them and go on my way. Again, 
We need to change perspectives, change from the physical to the mental. And if you do that, the physical follows right along with it. So we've talked a little bit about suffering and how operating from the physical brings about suffering and how how we interpret what happens to us can, uh, you know, bring about varying degrees of suffering. I'm not diminishing, diminishing, yeah, that's it, diminishing uh, suffering. Um, you know, I'm not degrading suffering or saying suffering isn't this or suffering isn't that or what you experienced as a child or what you experienced through, through uh, a rape or um, abuse or um, that is not something bad. Is It's not suffering. What I'm pointing at is to see that suffering for what it is physically and working through it mentally. So seeing the, the abuse or the pain and suffering as it is relatively and transforming it in an ultimate way. And I'm going to explain a little bit more of that here in just a second. So in order for us to suffer through anything, there's two things that have to happen. There has to be a victim and there has to be resentment. If these two things are missing, then you don't have what we per se call suffering. Yes, there's still that thing that's there that happened, but you're able to turn it into, as we've said in many shows, turn it into fuel to fuel you in more of an ultimate way to where you are able to power through it and you're able to not only power through it, but you're also able to help others who are experiencing the same or similar suffering. I know this is this is going way, way out there. And I'm not saying that it's not difficult. It's very difficult because we're a constant war between physical and mental in our bodies. You know, you know, the physical is the, you know, the Neanderthal of us and the mental is the divine of us. And there's a constant conflict between the two. But what I'm talking about is bringing those two together in a loving ultimate relationship where the physical no longer has to be focused on and worried about um, being safe, um, about gaining things and getting things. Because if you're operating from the ultimate level, you're 100% safe with the divine. And you have everything you could ever want and or need. And if you're lacking the divine will provide you, through your work, of course, will provide you with what you need or what you're searching for. So I pray that makes at least some sense. So getting back to the victim and, and resentment, that is the glue that keeps us stuck. You know, say, example of, you know, I've shared with you all before about how I was... Physically and mentally abused as a child from the age of 6 to 12 by my father. Um, you know, yes, that was a bad thing. And yes, that is, you know, not right. Completely agree. Um, but as an adult, how do you work through that? How do you heal? Well, you have to go through the cycle, you know, and you have to make get through the physical, you know, the whole 
I, me, and mine. And once you get through that and you switch gears to a more um, mental, more universal energy, God, the divine, and working from that, that helps you to see things differently. Not necessarily, it doesn't excuse what had happened, you know, but it helps you to see more of how something like that could happen and did happen. Um, with my father, it was how he was raised, the experiences he went through, his culture, his conditioning. Um, and he was a young father. And I mean, he was 21 when I was born and my mom was 20, so they were very young at the time. Um, some would say they were just kids themselves. Um, especially in today's standards, you know, 21 year olds and 20 year olds are, are very quite young um, as far as maturity goes, much younger than we were back in our days. Um, and that's not derogatory, that's just, you know, an analogy. But again, looking at it and analyzing it, again, what are we saying? We're contemplating, we're being contemplative, we're meditating on and praying on this incident of abuse or incidents of abuse or years of abuse. You know, how and why? Because the first thing we do physically is we say, why me? You know, why did this happen to me? Why did God let this happen to me? I didn't do anything. I was just a kid. What did, why did God allow this to happen to me? That's the physical response. That's the I, me, and my response. But from an ultimate level, you're looking at it as how and why did he do what he did? Well, it's because of his upbringing and his culture, um, his conditioning. He wasn't able to break the cycle. He was doing what he thought was best, even though that was wrong. So again, this isn't excusing anything, folks. I don't want you to, to interpret this as that. It's not excusing anything. It's explaining as my wife always said, Haven is such a sage when she has came up with this saying years and years ago that there's never an excuse, but there's always a reason. So we're not excusing abuse. We're not excusing pain and suffering. We're just trying to understand it and put it in a proper perspective. So in doing this, that brings about what? That gets rid of the victim because you no longer are saying, why did this happen to me? the I, me, and my, why, and then next we're on the resentment, you know, hating the person for what they did. And I did for a very, very long time, too long of a time. And since then, my father and I have made amends and our relationship is good. You know, I have come to the realization um, through the divine and my wife and other great beings and teachers and masters that um, he's not that same person anymore. Neither am I that same person anymore. Remember I talked about this last week on the Henry Nowen episode where you'd line up the pictures of you when you were a baby, when you were say five or six, and then when you were a teen, your high school graduation photo, your college graduation photo. Uh, if, if you're blessed to have that, some, some of us like me didn't get that. Uh, but you, you see what I'm saying and who you are now. That comes into play here. You are not 
that child that was abused. You are no longer that child that was abused. So, big question, why do you live as that child today? When was the last time you were abused? 12 years old. You're 53 now. Why are you still living as that 12-year-old or 6 through 12-year-old and feeling that suffering and pain like you were abused right now, like it happened right now? Why? And then you get into not only the whys, but the how. How am I feeling this way? And what can I do to get through it? To be a survivor, um, completely a survivor, not just physically by saying, hey, look, I survived this and I broke the cycle, but on an ultimate level, surviving and being able to heal and forgive. So by forgiving, I need to explain this because a lot of people have a misunderstanding of forgiveness. A lot of people believe that when you forgive someone that you're forgetting, you're not forgetting. When you forgive someone, you are forgiving. Forgiveness, believe it or not, is more helpful to you than it is for the perpetrator or the person that caused you suffering and pain. I'll say that again. Forgiveness is more about your healing and healing you than it is for the person that caused the suffering and pain. A lot of us misinterpret that so bad. I will never forgive him. I will never forgive her. Well, what does that do? There's that resentment again. You know, that resentment is fueled. That victimization is fueled. So as long as you're what? A victim? And you have resentment. You're going to suffer. And the pain is going to be just unbearable because you're continuing to spin something that is no longer is. You're giving energy to something that isn't even happening now. It hasn't happened for how many years? But yet you're reliving it. You're adding, you're feeding, you're fueling this. And I know, I know, I know, it's easier said than done. But looking at it, again, as we said, from a different perspective, Look at it from an ultimate way, not a physical way. What you truly are, everyone, is the ultimate. You are a spirit being, not a being spirit. What came first? Don't say chicken or the egg. What came first, you spiritually or you physically? spiritually and what will be last physical or spiritual spiritual so again the solution is forgiveness but again as we talked about earlier with the divisions of the mind the conscious and the unconscious again conscious mind is the physical that's objective and subjective unconscious mind is the mental that's that spirit level, that's subconscious and super conscious. So forget, for getting through the healing, we've got to get to the subconscious and the super conscious. Now, how do we do that? Well, for a lot of people, it requires therapy. Um, 
whether it be through a regular um, therapist or through a hypnotherapist. Um, I recently certified uh, as a hypnotherapist. I took classes on that. And I'm happy to say the hypnotherapy is not what the movies say it to be or show it to be. It's not what um, we think it is. It's something completely different. And it's, it's very, very um, incredible as far as the healing and therapy that you can get through hypnotherapy. Um, so that, you know, that's another way to deal with it. Again, other ways of you dealing with it on your own is through you know, the contemplation, meditation, prayer. The more you get into the divine and communion with the divine, the more forgiveness you'll be able to give and the more healing that will come from that. When you can understand how something could happen, um, it, again, it doesn't excuse it, but it gives you empathy and compassion for what that person, what that person went through to get to the stage that they were in, that they did what they did. Now, I know a lot of people will have huge issues with this, especially someone say your child was murdered, uh, coming to terms with you know someone that took your child's life or your loved one's life um, or something like that. Um, these are. Uh, other levels, I mean, very, very extremely deep wounds and levels that you definitely do. I mean, all of this still applies, but you definitely need therapy. You need help. You need someone to walk with you through this. Um, yes, it can be your priest. It can be your pastor. But a lot of times they're not skilled um, enough to help you through these things. A lot of times they'll just tell you to pray or read a Bible passage or something like that. You need more than that in these situations. You need more than that. And even on a superficial level, I mean, I'm not saying superficial, but what I'm saying is even if your suffering is even not at that level, you still might need therapy. You know, if you feel that you've tried these things and they're not working, don't poo-poo on it. Get help. We always talk about that here on the show. I had to get help. You know, I couldn't just work through it on my own. I had to get help. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help. How do you feel when someone asks you for help with something that you can naturally help them with? To me, it's what I live for. I don't know about you. So it helps me to fulfill my life. And this is not ego or pride at all. Absolutely not. But by someone asking me for help, and it's something I can naturally help them with, that helps me to live how I'm supposed to be living, how the divine wants me to live. And the same goes for you. When you ask someone for help and they can help you, it's not only helping you, but it's helping that other person as well. Because they're able to help you and heal you and then what happens from that you in turn now have that experience once you have received that healing and learned how to heal you now can go do the very same thing for others and it's important that we do that i mean those of you who are christians the bible's all full of that about getting out there and helping people and again it's not being invasive it's not pushing your faith on someone else it's about meeting people where they are and helping. As I always say, you don't have to 
express what faith you are to everyone you come into contact with that you're trying to help. They should see your faith through your actions, through your love, through your wisdom, through your healing. And if they in turn ask about your faith, then by all means, feel free to gently share your faith with them. Don't blast them (laughs) with it. I know I can get like Henry, Father Henry, I can get excited and blast sometimes where I just, my mouth is just, yeah, imagine that. Listen to the show. (laughs) But I pray you get what I'm pointing at is that it's important, so very important, that if you can't deal with the suffering and the pain on your own using these, what we've talked about in this show, um, give it a try. If it doesn't work for you, you find it doesn't work for you, don't poo-poo on it. That's just a sign that you need help. You need someone to help you. So reach out to someone. If you don't know anyone that can help you, contact me. I can try to find someone in your area, or maybe I can help. Um, Like I said, I am a certified hypnotherapist now, um, and it might be something I can help you with. Um, But again, I refer people who are in this dire situation to actual medical professionals that can help you. Um, They really can. They really can. And there's absolutely no reason for you to suffer and live in that suffering. I did for a long time. My wife did for a long time. My son did for a long time. But we all finally decided we needed help. Help that was past what we could do for ourselves and each other. And we are all so much the better for it. It will be something that you will never regret doing. I assure you that. So real quick, I'll just give you guys a little brief summary of what hypnotherapy is. Is Remember we were talking about the two parts of the mind, the big parts of the mind, which is the, sub, the conscious, which has the objective and subjective, and the unconscious, which has the subconscious and the superconscious, right? Remember that doorway or gateway between the two, the critical faculty? That's what hypnosis or hypnotherapy is all about. It's about getting through the door. You know, because that door is there for a reason. It's there for protection. You know, you might say, well, why am I suffering? Why am I keep continuously to relive this, this um, suffering and this abuse that I've gone through? Why is it still in my mind? Because it's your mind's way of protecting you. It's your unconscious mind's way of protecting you. By It believes that by putting this constantly in the forefront of your mind, that it is helping. Remember we talked about this in season two uh, with in the overcoming abuse episode. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that as well because it will help you as well. If you put these two together, that one and this one, it, it will greatly benefit you. But the same applies is um, what you're doing in hypnotherapy is you're helping the person get through that doorway, that gateway. And once you're into the unconscious mind, you're able to help the unconscious mind realize that it does not need to cling to that anymore, that pain, that suffering, that abuse, and that you're not in that situation anymore, nor will you let yourself be or be in that situation again, which if you're continuously in a bad relationship that causes abuse, then that's something in the physical you have to work on to get out of and not repeat the same things. But 
from a hypnotherapist perspective is you're getting into the unconscious mind and bringing a resolution and healing to that. So when you come out of uh, a hypnotherapy session, which you're not blacked out, you're completely conscious the whole time, you're just in a, in a deeply, deeply relaxed state. When you come out of that, your mind no longer is triggered by the things that was triggered before. You no longer have the same buttons that you used to have that used to unconsciously get pushed that would make you instantly think of um, the abuse and, and everything that happened and the suffering and the pain. Um, and it, it goes, this goes on for just a, any kind of suffering you can work through, um, either through these steps we've shared today through all the things we share here on the show with the meditation and prayer and contemplation, uh, seeking help from a therapist or a hypnotherapist or your clergy or, you know, your spiritual director, um, you know, but again, we're back to what we talked about before. If you can't do this on your own or you find that you can't do it on your own or you're having problems or difficulties, get help, get help. You are worth it. We need you. Whether your mind is telling you, your physical mind is telling you that you are needed or not, you are needed. We are all from the divine and the divine is all us. And as I've said many times, God don't make junk. The divine does not make junk. You are a precious jewel that when you are polished, you shine brighter than a thousand suns and you become a beacon a lighthouse to all beings. So polish yourself and allow what you truly and naturally are, that divine in you, to shine and blaze forth to not only help and heal yourself, but help and heal all of those around you. So as you all know or should know, if you're new, then I guess you're finding out now, I'm always open to all of you. If you are ever in need of help, my information, contact information is the end of every show. Never hesitate to contact me. If you, like I said, if you're in a rut, you can't find help on your own, reach out to me and I will help you and we'll see what we can find. There are all types of resources for help and I will help you find what works best for you. So never give up, never give in, dig deep. Because what you truly and naturally are, naturally, excuse me, are, is what we all truly and naturally are. And when we, as we've seen in this show and in all the shows we do here, when we operate from that ultimate level, life changes dramatically, and it changes for the better. It's actually a life that we're supposed to be living, a life that we deserve, a life that's been given to us. We just have to wake up to that. The following are this week's prayer requests and updates. First, we have Ray um, Haven and my brother-in-law, and he did come back as having cancer in his lungs. Um, he has an appointment with an oncologist this coming week to figure out exactly um, what to do from here and, and what stage he is at. Bob, who has stage 2 follicular lymphoma, uh, still very tired, but he's hanging in there, and he goes for his fifth round of chemo treatment on Monday and Tuesday. So that's tomorrow and Tuesday. Um, his wife and my mother, Elaine, she goes to her specialist on Wednesday 
to go over the results of the biopsies from her lungs. So let's please keep both of them in our heart thoughts and prayers. Uh, general prayers for health and well-being, both physical and mental, for Lana, Megan, Molly, Gwen, Octavia, Father Daniel, his mother Anne, and his brothers, Judy, Clyde, Rachel, Mike S., Kathy, Michael T., Father Mike Cantor, Eddie, Jean, Joanne, and we do have an Emma update. She stopped by and saw Haven this week and reported that recovery is slow, but it is going well for her shoulder surgery recovery. So let's please keep all of these wonderful and amazing beings in our heart, thoughts, and prayers. And if you are in need of prayers, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I love to pray, and everyone that listens to the show loves to pray. And let us pray for you. My contact information is at the end of this show and every show, so don't hesitate to reach out to me. And now our benediction. And nominee, Divi Feliz Sancti. Oh, great divine, we are so very blessed in every moment of our lives, regardless of what we are going through. Help us to realize the blessings that we have those seen and felt and especially those unseen and unfelt we ask that you please be with all of those that we have just mentioned in our prayer requests and updates these great and amazing beings children of yours and brothers and sisters to us are in desperate need of your works and miracles and we completely believe that you can and will work miracles and that you have and will continue to work miracles we believe we believe and we know that believing is part of making it a reality us being assistance of yours in co-creating so we greatly thank you may the divine shine upon and within you may the divine hear and answer your prayers May you experience divine love, compassion, and forgiveness. May your brokenness be healed, and may you share that healing with others. May the divine bless you with peace, health, and love. In nominee, Divi Flei Spiritus Sancti. We so hope and pray that you have enjoyed the show and have found everything that you are searching for in a podcast and more here with us. We now have an Amazon.com wishlist for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. A link can always be found in the show notes. Angel is always open to questions and suggestions. We have people listening from all over the world. There are amazing beings, past and present, in your country, society, and culture that we do not know about but we should. Please, contact Angel and share these amazing beings so the world can learn about them. Next is prayers. We love to pray and our listeners love to pray as well. So, let us pray for you. There are two ways to do this. The first is to email Angel directly at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. The second is through our website at faithandmorepodcast.wixsite.com slash my dash site 
There is a form at the bottom of the website to request prayers. So until next time. Have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you are in angels' heart and prayers. Bless you.